0: Good morning or good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, where we invest in dividend stocks for weekly and monthly cash flow, doing things a little bit different. Now, if you're looking to make a lot of money right overnight or get rich quick, this ain't it. My main focus here is to obtain a measly pittance of 1% return per week. Safely, consistently, using only dividend stocks, pre-qualified dividend stocks. And those are the companies that have increased their payments to the shareholders for a minimum of 25 years. It is 12.20 p.m. Tuesday, October 26th. Not a whole heck of a lot that we're going to do today. We spent most of our money yesterday. Invested a bunch. Made my um, my 1% already. And I still have a bunch to work with. Uh let's jump in, see where we are. We got uh thirty-six thousand dollars to spend today, so that could give me a couple of positions. That sounds pretty good. I've already made my thousand bucks for the week. Uh so anything over and above that just gonna add to because out of every single week this year I've only missed one week. One week I missed the one percent. That's it. Well, it's not bad if you think about it. Okay, let's jump in. Start up from where we are And we'll progress from there As you can plainly see, I'm back in my office uh, Here on the farm Uh, For those of you who don't know I live in an old chicken coop On an old farm from the 1700s Everything was renovated So (laughs) don't think it's weird Kind of is weird, but you know It's not that bad I actually do it because I choose to And I enjoy it C-I-N-F is top of the list today Well, because it's Alphabetically, that comes first now, this is a monthly optionable stock. We're just going to hold on to it and make sure she's not going anywhere, not doing anything. Uh, she had a high of last 90 days at 125.67. Okay, that's the high. And that was back in late August. From there, she hit a, a triple bottom at 112.80, somewhere in that area. Um, and she's bouncing off that. She's sitting at $123.56. Today, this is, like I said, a monthly optional stock. Now, we've already collected, um, well, let's open it up and find out exactly what we collected because I'm pretty sure we collected a nice little $2.95 per share. Now, I got 12000 invested into this. Okay, So, there's 12000 invested in, and I made $2.90 per share, 200 shares. That's that's uh, $400. 580 bucks. So I made $580 for the month for CINF. Now, last month we collected the dividends, okay? We collected a premium. Now, next, this month we're collecting another premium. And we're just collecting it once. It's not a weekly, so we can't do it on a weekly basis, but we just are gonna keep our eye on it. It's sitting at one eighty one uh, twenty-three sixty at the moment. So ET is next on our list because we just happened to go alphabetically. Okay, ET had a high at eleven fifty-five, and that was at the beginning of June. From there, she drops down to some support at eight seventy. Okay, she's sitting at 1001 at this moment in time. now last week we bought this we bought 5,000 shares. We collected a premium on this now we're collecting another premium this week and if we hold this long enough, next week we'll collect the dividend. okay so now we, we, we buy two weeks ahead of the ex date. Now the reason why we do that because we want to just catch a small percentage of the uptick. uptick, updraft, pull up, whatever you want to call it when it dip, when, it, when a stock is getting ready to pay a dividend and they have consistently increased their dividend payments for you know for a long period of time, is a good chance that they're going to continue to increase their dividend payments. So I bought this one, five thousand shares at $10 dollars and14 cents. We collected eight cents per share today. Uh, yesterday, we collected. Uh, I forget what we collected last week, but we collected a nice premium last week. And if possible, we might be able to collect another premium next week and collect the dividends next week. I'm all for it. Anyway, she's sitting at 10:01 today, and we sold the 10 call, which means it's actually in the money at the moment. So, if she stays over 10, we'll get called out and we'll make some money. But not as much as I want to. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry about that. Oh, check this out. For those of you watching, I'm going to show you. For those of you listening, I'm going to explain to you. See this? Homemade apple cider. I was up in Maine last week. I don't know if you guys remember. Oh, that's good. But um, I was helping a friend of mine renovate an old farmhouse. And he had an apple tree there, and I got like two bushels of apples. I just started making gallons of apple juice, apple cider, apple pie, apple crisp. Anyway, it's really good. For those of you listening, it is very good. Now, there's only thing in there is cinnamon. That's it. Apples, cinnamon. So you take a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, let me think how I describe this. All right, you take about half a gallon of water into a big pot. And you put a bunch of apples in there so it fills it all to the top so you have half water and the other half of the apples floating and you bring it up to a, a very light boil and you just boil it till it turns to a pulp and then you strain it off and then you add just a tiny bit of cinnamon to it that's it it's all it is is apple cinnamon nothing else and it, is, it is good no preservatives no additives but I'm drinking it all myself I got like three or four gallons and I gave away a bunch okay so back where we were ET good to go. We're going to leave it right where it is. Uh, next on the list is Hormel. H-R-L. Now, we made a bunch of Hormel at the beginning. Of, we made a bunch of money off of Hormel at the beginning of the year. We just so happened to be uh, at the last quarter of the year. Okay. Now, some people buy a stock and hold it all year long. And yeah, you can do that. And you can collect the dividend every 90 days. Or if you want uh, a monthly cash flow, you can buy a dividend stock and sell a covered call in the money or out of the money just to collect an extra little bit of money. I mean, the, the stock is sitting there. Okay, well, let's just jump in and show you where we are with Hormel. Hormel had a high in the last 90 days at forty-eight eighty-six. Okay, from there, she drops down to a low. She had a halfway decent support here at uh, 40 $40.50. 50 Bounces off that. Uh, tries to go up a little higher hits forty two ninety one can't go back at i'm gonna assume that's profit taking because it's three down days in a row and now we have uh three up days three down days so it, it's kind of like going up let's check on the seasonality i don't know why we need to do that because uh we actually we don't need to do that because we already own it uh she's at forty two eleven at the moment and uh she's in a nice little uptrend so i remember that yesterday now we bought three thousand shares okay so 3,000 shares at 42 okay actually the the actual price was forty two dollars and three cents okay so I got three thousand shares at forty two dollars and three cents I went in like two seconds later after I bought the stock I went in I sold 30 contracts of uh, the 42 call which means at any time between now and expiration on Friday Somebody can buy this stock from me at $42. Because that's what they did. They bought the rights to buy it from me at $42. Anytime they want between now and expiration on Saturday morning. Well, it's actually Friday afternoon because the market's closed on Saturday. But they actually expire Saturday morning. Uh, sometime Saturday. So the premium I collected was $0.35. Cents. So what does that mean? It's a $0.35 cent premium. So it's $0.35. Cents Per share, so you take that thirty-five cents and you multiply it by three thousand. Okay, that's the way I made my my thousand uh, dollars. You know, right overnight. Um, but <clears throat> if the stock stays above forty-two, most likely I'll be out of it by uh, the by the end of the week. But if it stays below, that way I write another covered call next week. And I really don't mind holding on to Hormel. Don't get me wrong; it's a great company. All right. But she's in the money at the moment. Uh KR is next on the list. KR is Kroger. Now, Kroger's not a dividend king, not even a dividend aristocrat. The reason why it's here on the list is because it's on Berkshire Hathaways list. So I like to follow Sam. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> One of the richest guys. Uh-huh. I forget his name. The Oracle of Omaha. Anyway, whatever. It's on his list, the Berkshire Hathaway. So Kroger. The last 90 days, let's take a quick look at that. Had a high at at uh, 47.99, and that was at the beginning of September. Now, from the high there, she has a profit taken, and then she just drops, continues to drop. Now, that's not all profit taking. There's no profit taking from you know from September to today. No, that's like a month and a half. September, October, and we're almost into November. That's almost two months. No, it doesn't work that way. It's like two or three days. Maybe a profit taken. Then for some strange reason the stock just sunk. It dropped all the way down to we get a double bottom at 38.25. From there she's bouncing off and she's sitting pretty at 39.97. Now where are we with Kroger? Now I got a calendar spread for Kroger. $40. Uh, the $40 strike price. So the stock has got to stay above 40 by the end of the week for me to make money off of this thing. All righty. So I have um, the October 29, which is two weeks away. Wait a minute, which is this Friday, and the November 5th, which is a week away. Well, next is not this Friday, but next Friday. So I bought one, sold the other. And right now, Kroger is mm, down 20 bucks from, from acquisition. It is what it is. Um, now, we looked at the, the one year chart. We looked at the 90 day chart. We looked at the big chart, which shows the buyers and sellers, the pressure of 50 day moving average, 30 day moving average, blah, 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 all that kind of crap. And we also looked at the ooh, seasonality chart. Now, for those of you not familiar with the seasonality chart, Most considering most of these companies I buy, or invest in, or trade with, whatever you want to call it, are more than fifty years old. So they have historical performance, historical performance behind them. Okay, so there's a lot of uh, people keeping their eyes on it. So it's been there for a while. I forget the I forget the topic. I forget where I was going with this. Oh well. Here. <laughs> that's what happens. You get a little carried away with what you're talking about and then you forget what you're talking about. Anyway, Kroger, we got the forty dollar call. She's been around for a while, it's not going anywhere. Uh more than likely <clears throat> the seasonality. oh that's what I was talking about. I was talking about the seasonality chart. The seasonality chart. Companies that are that are old and they make the same thing over and over again. Kroger is a grocery store chain. I mean, what do they do? They have a grocery store. People come in, buy groceries, they leave. Come in, buy groceries, leave. And they're probably going to end up doing that for another 20, 30, 50, however many years. They're not really going anywhere. They don't have a need to come up with a new product every year. Kind of like Apple. they got to come up with a new product every year. Uh, Google's another one. They have to continually uh, improve every year. But no, Kroger, no, they don't. All they have to do is stay, keep the status quo. You know, Keep the stores clean, keep your employees happy, and provide a service. That's what they do, they provide a service. They all have a grocery store, people bring in good groceries, and then and, and there you go. There you have it. So it should be relatively stable. Oh, that's what the seasonality chart for. It shows you the stock chart from January 1st to December 31st. One whole year. Now, they take one year and they put that on top of another year, on top of another year. So they take 10 years worth of stock charts and put them on top of one another. So you have 10 years worth of data, and they can see the movements that happen on a consistent basis based specifically on the calendar, okay? Now, if it's spring, the stock might do something. Winter, it might do something else. Summer, it might do something else. There's always something happening around, excuse me, earnings plays and uh, EX dates. That's when they pay their dividends. You know, stocks usually have a tendency to go up just before the EX date. And then it usually drops after the EX date. Uh, After the date of record, sorry. So that being said, that's why we use a seasonality chart. I like to see how the stock normally reacts on a year-by-year basis. And a seasonality chart allows me to see seasonal movements on a consistent basis. And those are specifically for uh, companies that don't have to come up with something new. A service industry. And that's what Kroger does. They provide a service, they have a grocery store. Okay, that's Kroger. Uh, Next on the list is UPS. And this doesn't look good, UPS. And I haven't even got there yet, for those of you listening. So here's the... Ooh, I don't know why that don't look good. Let me jump in and take a look at it. All right, so UPS. We did the whole one-year thing. So for the last 90 days... we have seen a high of 220 dollars and 24 cents and guess when that was today my friends today it is a high of the day today 220 24 and that was today now she hit a bottom looks like a triple bottom which is pretty good support down here at 177.62 and that was at the beginning of october okay now we're at the end of october she went from one seventy-seven up to two twenty. That's UPS. She usually goes up in the third quarter, but that is a nice increase. Now I'm pretty sure I have a calendar spread, and I do. I have the two o five calendar spread. Okay, and there's where we uh, there's where we lost the money. Because uh, right now we're, it's showing that we're down a thousand dollars on this trade and the reason that is is because this week this Friday's 205 had jumped up to 1422 that's what it's worth right now at this moment in time I bought it oh, sorry I sold it <laughs> this is the part this is the part that hurts <laughs> okay I sold it for five dollars and25 cents but now it's worth $14.22 however it's not really a call spread it is a calendar spread so i have the right i, I sold someone the right to buy it from me anytime between now and and friday at 2 um, at 205 and she's sitting at 218 so yes you, you, you bought something for 5 and a quarter now it's worth 14 $14.50, like, do I sell it now and, and, and capture all that profit? That's almost a 300% profit. It's like 275 to eighty somewhere in that area. So it's pretty close, though. What am I, $0.10 cents off of a, a... No, wait a minute. No, that wouldn't be right. Anyway, she's about uh, 250, 270% return at this moment in two days, which is okay, works for me, but unfortunately, I'm at the other end. I sold it for 5 and a quarter. Now it's worth fourteen. However, so on the other on the on the flip side, I also bought the two o five next Friday's calendar um, option, so that I can buy I can buy any time between now and next Friday at two o five, and that cost me five dollars and seventy cents. So that went up to fourteen o five. Yeah, so uh, this week's, the close one, went up further than the next week's because uh, I have no idea why. It just did. <laughs> okay, so that's UPS. I have no idea. And she gapped up, okay? She closed yesterday. Let's check this out. Let's zoom in here, and I'll explain this a little bit better. Uh, yesterday, Monday, she opened at 2.0302 and hit a high at 2.05. Okay. And she closed right around 203. Get closer to this one. Yeah, 203.02. So she closed yesterday. Oh, she opened yesterday at 203.02, and she closed yesterday at 203.94. However, today she opened up at 214. Okay, she ten dollars up. That's nice. So for the day, she's up $15.10 from yesterday's close. That's nice. All right. Anyway, that's why I'm a little bit low on the uh, prop side there. All right. So Visa's last on the list before we actually get into some trades today. Because actually, I you don't know, it is Wednesday. I got almost $35,000 to play with. So I, I am going to want to buy a couple of things today. So hopefully there's something there good good to buy. Uh, visa. 90 days. 90 day chart. At a high at 252.67. She drops down has some support right around the 218 area. She's sitting at 232 at the moment. But we are in the money for this one. So let's take a look at Visa and find out exactly where we are. It's another calendar spread uh 232.50. Okay, so the 232.50. We're only up 50 bucks in this one, so we're just going to let, just going to leave this one alone because uh, the stock right now is sitting at 232.83. Now I'm hoping um, she stays the same or goes up a little bit because I, I, I really honestly don't care, and I don't really want to buy 2,000 shares of Visa. At two hundred and thirty-two dollars. Don't get me wrong. You know, uh, it's a great company. I, I think it's wonderful, but I really don't want to own it. I just want to collect profit from it. <laughs> that's it. Call me call me shallow if you want. All right. So that's all the companies that we actually have positions in for this example. Now we want to jump in and take a look at what's available to trade for the week. Okay. Now we're looking at right now at Warren Buffett's list, but that's his name, Warren Buffett. All right, we already looked at the Dividend King, so we're going to look at the Dividend Aristocrats. For holy smoke. Wow. All right, so I'm going to divide this in half because I'm not going to be able to look through all these. Eventually, one of these days, i got to break down this list of the Dividend Aristocrats, those that have monthly options and those that have weekly options. All right. So, almost every one of these looks like they're a contender for the day. AWK is the first one on the list. I believe we already looked at AWK, didn't we? American Water did. We looked at that yesterday. IBM. Everybody knows IBM. Let's take a gander at IBM. Okay, so IBM started out a year ago today at 113.79. Just before the election, she hits a low at 105.92. Now after the election, she's sitting pretty up at that new high of the year at one fifty two eighty four. Got your normal profit taking. The trading range one forty six stays there for a bit, drops down a little bit more to one forty area, goes sideways, uh, and she dropped recently. Ooh. Recently dropped to a new low at uh, ninety day low. Okay, so it's not the low of the year, but a new low at one twenty-seven point zero one. Now, um, Tuesday, Monday, Friday, Thursday. Thursday, this baby gapped down for some reason. I know. I'm assuming that it has to be news related. Okay, and the volume looks like it quadrupled, but we're going to check into that in a minute. But before we do that, now the nice thing about gap downs. Depending on what it was for, most stocks have a tendency to fill the gaps, which means she's sitting at 127.06 at the moment. Let's find out what everything else says, what all the other details are, and see if it is a contender and see if 127 is an actual new low or is the bottom. So we're going to look at the seasonality first. Because I know IBM has weekly options. Now look at that. That is why we have this type of a chart. I'm going to go back to the very beginning because those that are watching can, can see what's going on, but those that are listening in the podcast, you, you can't see what I'm seeing, so I'm going to have to explain it to you. Uh, we looked at the one-year chart, looked okay. The 90-day chart didn't look that great, but as soon as we find out why it dropped uh, our gap down, we'll have a better idea. Now, IBM may be an awesome company, but taking a look at the 10year stock chart the seasonality she starts out I'll, I'll give you a quick for instance January 1st at 141 okay now this would be my play for um, next year if I was going to do you know IBM for a, for a play you buy it January 1st and you get rid of it middle of February I mean that's the high of the year apparently for the past 10 years past 10 years IBM's high of the year February mid February but from there it's it's down for the whole year so she actually closes year after year over the last 10 years lower than she started out in January so as you can see IBM is getting worth less and less and less which is understandable they've been around you know for generations and have they really changed their format or have all the new players? The new Young Bucks come in and just kick their ass from one, up one way down the other. Just so they're at the point now, even though they are an international name and everybody knows them even all around the world, everybody knows IBM. But if you're not going to dance to the music of you know the new beat, you're going to have to go to a different dance floor and party away. But um, this time of year, she always seems to go down. Historically speaking, 10 years in a row, this thing had quite a bit of drop, and the biggest drop they've had is the, uh, where it is right now at the end of the month. And that's exactly where we are. So, yeah. So, I'm going to have to pass on IBM, even though they have the dividend coming up in the next two weeks. Well, before I decide that, let's take a look at um, the big chart. Let's see what that says. Well,. That is interesting. Overall, she's in an uptrend. Go figure. Now, the sellers are at 39 and the buyers are at 12. So that's almost, you know, 300% difference. Three to one, whatever you want to call it. But the um, volume. Which is normally on average four million a day. She's at uh, two point six million, and she's not worrying halfway through the day. Now, uh, last Thursday was the big volume, big. Right? She's normally around five, five million a day, but Thursday she hit thirty one and a half million. That's a big difference between five million normally in 31 and a half million that's big but she gapped down why okay so I'm going to basically pass on IBM because even though um, you know the big chart looks promising the seasonality say so she's gonna bottom out and then she can hit a nice little spike I want to see where the bottoms hypothetically going to be yeah the bottom's going to be Monday so this would be a good one to jump into next week but not for me this week I'm going to pass on IBM today alright so that was IBM MSM what's that Morgan? I can't be Morgan Stanley it doesn't sound like Morgan Stanley Morgan Stanley is just MS okay so who's MSM? MSM um MSC Industrial Direct. Never even heard of them. Well you know what they do. But they got a 75 cent dividend. And they're dividend aristocrat. So, well, okay. 25 years of increased dividends. Alrighty then. All right, I got a little question for you guys in, in a little bit. Uh, I think I know the answer to it, but I just want to, you know, throw it out there and see what it see what you guys' take on, on it is. Okay, so MSM started out at the low of the year last year at 62. 24. Okay, from there, she jumps up to a trading range of, uh, was that, uh, 80 to 85, and travels there for about two and a half months, continuing to go all the way up to 96.23. That was the high of the year, and that was the end of May. Now, from there, you got your normal profit taken, and then she bottoms out at 77.49. Now, that's the new 90-day low. Okay, that's not the low of the year, that's the new 90-day low. Okay, so from the new 90 day low of 7749, she uh, tops out at 86, and then she hits a double bottom at 8188. She's sitting at 8285 at this moment in time. Let's take a look at the seasonality for MSM. Alright, now the seasonality for this one is um, interesting. I like it. um it's not one that I would get into at the beginning of the year. I wouldn't jump into this one until right about now. Right, so here we are uh well, this should be a good good play for tomorrow, all right, because tomorrow she's gonna hit her bottom of this time frame, okay, so that's historically speaking, is it really gonna happen? I honestly don't know, okay? But what I'm saying is by going over what she did last year, the year before, the year before, the year before, 10 years, 10 years of data, tomorrow seems to be the bottom of this time frame. So if I got today, I'm going to be buying high and wait for it to go up. (coughs) I'd rather just wait for tomorrow. But let's take a look at the big chart see what that says, and we'll go from there. M S M. All right, M S M is a little bit flat to the downside. Volume is decreasing from last uh, Wednesday. Uh, buyers and sellers are both retreating. Whoo! All right, so everything looks on the downside for this. So I'm just going to say now, you know, the volume's decreasing. The buyers are retreating, and so are the sellers. The both, retreating. So so it's just not not something I want to do. All right, so we're gonna pass on MSM. And who is next on the list? PPG. PPG. Uh, People something. I forget what who who is PPG. Okay, PPG is PPG Industries Incorporated. Lovely. You got a fifty-four cent dividend. They started out last year. At 130.04, uh, about a week later, they got their bottom at 123.52. That's just before the election, a couple of days before election. From there, she hits 144, stays in that area. Oh my goodness! Right up until mid-April, and then she jumps up. To hit the high of the year at 182.97. And that's towards the end of June. Got your normal profit taking. Going sideways and continue to drop all the way down to what looks like. look, I'm saying look doesn't mean it is. Looks like a new bottom at 142. Now from there, she's bouncing off that to hit 161, which is where she's at at this moment in time. Let's find out where we think she's going to be going. Okay, so this stock chart doesn't seem to be that bad with the seasonality. And the reason why I say that, if you buy it in January, she basically goes flat or sideways for almost the whole year, and then she gets into the third, the end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter, and she goes up to the end of the year. So she's in a nice little trend at this moment. She's just going to go sideways for the next couple of days. Doesn't make me a happy camper, but it's better than down, right? All right, let's take a look at the big chart and see what that says. All right, all right. So she's in a little bit of a downtrend, uh, you know, and then we have the buyers are retreating and the sellers are retreating. So this is going to go down a little bit more, my humble opinion. So we're going to pass on this one. Also, next on the list is R O L Rollins. Hmm. R O L. So give that a quick little try. Rollins started out the year at thirty nine sixty one, but just after the election, she hit a high at forty three. From there, she basically went down and hit hit bottom at thirty one forty four kind of going sideways for the whole year and then ending up at 31, I'm uh, sorry 39, 38 take a quick look at seasonality, see where we think this is going to go and then from there we will decide something else okay, so this is going to peak in the middle of next month and she's in a sideways uptrend, now, sideways with a little bit of uptrend, which is good uh, you know, for covered calls, different caption plays, a lot of different plays, and a very slight moving. It's not a huge uptrend, but it's just a slight. Okay, that's those charts. Now we're looking at the big chart, which has more information on the volumes, steady. Uh, she's a very strong uptrend. Okay, but can she continue that? I really don't know. Sellers are retreating and buyers are advancing, so that's a good... Um, buy signal. So let's take a a look and we're going to pass on this one. The reason why we're going to pass on Rollins is because she is a monthly optional stock. And I don't do monthly optional stocks. SON is next on the list. SON. There we go. SON. Try it one more time. Here we go. Um, Sunoco. Ooh, all right. So let's see what I got here. Sunoco started out the year at fifty one ninety seven. Found its bottom just before the election at forty eight twenty. From there, she jumps up to a high of the year at sixty nine eighty three. Not quite a hundred percent, but still not a bad return. And that was in the middle of May. From there, you get your normal profit taking and a slow decline. This thing declined nice and slow. Got a double bottom over here at um, 59.09. Going sideways, looking all over the place. Uh, Now, today, it's possible she's sitting at 59.26. I can just take off and go from there. Uh, Where are we? Okay, so seasonality. Let's take a quick look at that. And find out where this thing's going to be going. And then, the, ooh, that almost looks good. But we're not quite there. Oh, my goodness. All right, we got a couple of days until we hit the low of a nice little spike up. And that's going to be the first. That's going to be Monday. Ooh, be nice to jump in this one on Monday. Uh, for those of you, uh, you know, that want to remind me, please do so. Uh, <clears throat> I'm clear my throat with a little more apple cider. Mm, That's good stuff. Alrighty, where were we? Okay, so another couple of days before we hit the bottom of the seasonality chart here. Before I jump ship on this one, take a look at Sunoco on the big chart. The volume's been a little little bit high over the last couple of days. It's usually averaging around... um, Three hundred and fifty thousand shares, and um, past couple of days, she's been over eight hundred thousand. Okay, so she is in a nice uptrend. The buyers are retreating, and the sellers are starting to retreat also. So I'm going to pass on this one. Uh, WST isn't that. Pharmaceutical. I was going to say West Marine because you know I do boats and stuff. So that's what's on my mind. All right, I'm going to go back to the standard chart, and I'm going to put in WST. WST. Here we go. All right. So the one-year chart for WST started out at two ninety twenty-nine. Did nothing but go sideways until. beginning of March where where she hit her new low of 253.86 okay from there she goes to a high of 475.35 alright check out seasonality real quick uh, high of 475.35, and that was back in 99. Okay, we got uh, some support here at 401. Because you're sitting at 421 at this moment in time. Let's take a look. I want to look at. Um, what is it that I want to look at? Oh my goodness, here I am. Oh, so that was seasonality. That's what I want to look at. I want to look at seasonality for West. My mind somewhere else. I don't know why. Alright, West is basically going to go flat. Just go sideways. So let's take a look at the big chart for West. WST, WST, there we go. Alright, she's in a downtrend. Buyers and sellers are retreating. So i pass on that one too. Uh, XLNX. XLNX. Let's give that a quick a little try. And who is that? Is that Earthlink? Uh, Zlink. Zlink. I, I don't know how you, I don't even know how you say that. X I L I N X Linux Xenix, I have known uh, anyway. They started out a year ago at uh, 114.23. Okay, get a double top at uh, 154 they had some resistance there before dropping down to the low of the year at 111.81, and that was March 4th. Okay, from there, she goes up and lands. 179.33. She's sitting at 175.09 at this moment in time. Let's take a look at some of the numbers and see what it looks like. They got a 38 cent dividend coming up in the next two weeks. Let's take a look at uh, the seasonality first. Okay. Yep. Another day or so is perfect timing. Um, All right, where are we going from here? All right, that's LNX, and I believe that's it for today. Let's take a look at the last three: IVZ, MSA, and XOM. All right, and that will wrap it up for today. Invesco, IVZ, IVZ. Go back to the one-year chart. There we go. She signed out the year at the low at twelve seventy-five. Now, found it's high at 29.71. Had some profit taken after that high. Went all the way down. Oh. All right, trying to figure out where we are, where we're going, what we're doing. Invesco started out the AX at 12, had high at 29.71. She's sitting at 25.62 at this moment in time. Let's quickly check the seasonality for Invesco. Here we go. All right. She's a little slow of a slump. Don't like that. the Z into the big chart see what's happening over here okay she was going flat for a while but she's in a little bit of an upturn now the buyers are advancing the sellers are retreating um, this is a good flat stock at the moment um, let's see what we can do now we don't want to do anything too crazy because we don't want to risk a lot of money. The bid is $25.59. The ask is $2561. Alright. That looks pretty darn good. And that. Okay. Let's take a look at that seasonality chart one more time. Because if I'm going to buy this stock, I want to see where this baby's going to be going. And how long before I profit. Okay, so we're right there. We're looking at a couple of days on the third. Yep, that's a good one. And this is going to be a buy for a dividend play because the stock is 25 62 I can do a covered call at one ten. No, I cannot because that's a monthly optionable stock. Damn, all that time and effort, and it's a monthly optionable stock. I hate when that happens. Because that would tie up quite a bit of money until... Um, third week of November, and that's just about one percent per week, yeah, or half a percent per week. All right, sorry for that little bit of interruption. Um, as I told people before, and I'll continue saying it during live sessions, you do have you are subjected to phone calls, dogs barking. Cars, trucks going by, um, things out of my control. And coughing, coughing, sneezing, you know, normal bodily functions that I can't control. <laughs> it's just one of those things that just pops up. Uh, all right, so that being said, IVZ is a monthly optionable stock. And I do not tie up the money for the whole month. Sorry. So tomorrow, um, let's jump in find out exactly where we are we got holy cow we still got 30 how can we still have 36 thousand dollars to spend I thought I bought something you know what let's buy something that we already have all right so we'll just buy something some more um you know what Hormel's been nice to me let's buy some more Hormel okay we got three thousand shares um, we're up on it already let's just um few trades, no, 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 more info on Hormel, there we go, blah, 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 trade. All right, we're going to trade some Hormel. It's at forty two twenty six at this moment in time. We could buy that and sell the 42 calls and make another 40-something cents per share. You know what? Let's do that. We have $36,000 to spend. Um, let's see if we can buy 2,000 shares and that would be 42,000, huh? Is that correct? Yeah. I'm off by 6,000 bucks. Well, let's try something else then. We couldn't buy 2,000 shares, but we can buy what is that? Try $1,500. let us move this over a little bit more so I can keep watching this. Why is this thing looking like this? 1800 No, I can't do 1800 shares. Let's try $1,700 shares. Uh, we got exactly $36,000. And try 1700 shares, and that would be $36,000. Okay, so... That got filled at forty two twenty two. All right, so we just bought seventeen thousand shares of Hormel at uh, forty two twenty eight. And what we're going to do is we're going to sell uh, covered calls. Why not? You know, it's we got three days, four days. No, that's not what I want. Not what I want. Where am I, I have to trade? Let's get out of there. Let's get out of there. Uh, we get 1700 shares and we want to sell the 72 the uh, 42s and, and we want to sell 17 contracts all right so we're gonna sell 17 contracts of the Hormel for this Friday at the $42 cost strike. and why am I doing that why because I really don't want don't get me wrong I don't mind holding on to Hormel. I don't, but she's at forty-two twenty-nine, and if I sell this now, I get forty-three cents maybe, and then I can uh, just take my little bit of a profit and be done and over with. It's another six hundred eighty bucks, and she got filled at forty cents. Okay, all right. So I'm way over my uh, quota for the week. Way over a thousand bucks for the week. Let's go back to the monitor and see exactly where we are. We got $879 to spend. Well, imagine that. Um, What I'm going to do, I'm just going to hold on to it and just go from there. Uh, We got six positions, Uh, three of them are in the money already. We got a couple of credits. I don't even know if we have a credit spread or a debit spread. I don't think we do. I think they're all calendar spreads, which is okay. But we seem to be up for the day, which is a good thing. Uh, We're up for the week, which is also nice. Uh, Everything's looking fine. Um, So we will catch you guys again tomorrow, where we're going to look at a few more stocks and see if there's anything for tomorrow. today's only Tuesday. Um, Not even halfway through the week yet. We got what apparently looks like uh, 4, 8, 10... 20 stocks. Wow. Now I probably going to need to I, I, for for next year what we're going to do. Uh, Cuz I I don't, don't want to stop now because we only have we only got uh, what two months left for the year. So next year we're going to change it up a little bit. We're only going to look at we're going to have a uh, two lists. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, the dividend stocks that have weekly options and the dividend stocks that have Monthly options. Okay, so this way, the ones that have monthly options is going to be a longer list um, for those that, for those of you that want to do, you know, just once a month. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, two to three percent per month is not bad. You know, it's a nice return. Okay, um, and and you only have to look at your account like uh, I don't know, ten fifteen minutes a week, maybe. Now if you wanna get one to two, 3% per week, you're gonna have to invest a little bit more time, okay? But you're quadrupling your returns, okay? So you can get between four and 10% per month doing um, uh, weekly options. And monthly options is gonna be more like three to five, or two to five, something like that. But it's totally up to you. So the more time, more effort you put into it, The higher returns you're going to get, the better off you'll be. It all depends on you. You know, more time, more effort, more money. That's it. You know, it's the same with anything. All right. So this is James from Dividend Stock Talk brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader. We're out of here for today, and we will catch you guys tomorrow uh, and, and see what's going on. So that being said, have a great day, and I'll see you guys tomorrow.